Did you watch Justice Man yesterday? Yeah, he finally used a new attack, Justice Fire Kick. It was so cool. Totally. But know the best part? The way Crab Demon died? I know, right? Remember his face when Justice Man saw the egg he was trying to hide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Crab Demon almost had him. When Mock Woman and Little Justice joined in, it was three on one. But even against those odds, Crab Demon never ever gave up. What? Huh? For real? You were rooting for Crab Demon? He was only trying to protect his home, to stop pollution in the ocean. He was standing up to the whole world all by himself. If he'd just been a little stronger, I'm sure he would have won. I feel so sorry for him. Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. You have to apologize, Bill. Usually I do, yeah. <laughs> and is my life flashing before my eyes? My name is Andy. Is it? Quick test. Did you see a, yeah. did you see a vagina? Uh, no. And it's not your whole life. <laughs> it's most of it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Bill. I'm guessing you just saw the one. <laughs> just. Uh, anyway. Uh, how are you? How are you? There's a whole story there that I'm not going into, but how are you? Yep. Nope. That clicked in place. I. Okay. Fantastic. I'm with you. All right. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm great. I am fantastic. It is Saturday night, and we're the cool cats on Saturday night, recording a podcast remotely. Are we cool cats and kittens? We're the cool cats and kittens over here. And You don't even know here. what that is, do you? I have no idea. That was... <laughs> I, I was just saying words back to you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, this is. we are not here today to talk about Tiger King. No, we should definitely make that our summer viewing. Oh my god, we should make that our summer viewing. Uh, I, I want your take on it so bad. I will cons- I will take that under consideration. I want your take on it so bad. I will take that under consideration. Because you are going to uh, just, like, have a meltdown. I still have yet to, I've still yet to consider Which is that, why right? we should do it as our summer viewing. Like, I want to take Currently this- okay. I want Not to, I me. want to take this journey with you. <laughs> I will do, I want to do watch-alongs with you. I, I want to do... Jesus Christ. What, like a view party. Because that, that, that <laughs> supports that, doesn't it? There are, yeah. I totally want to do a view party of that, and we can do our <laughs> reviews of it. But I want to watch the episodes with you as a view party. Well, I will I will absolutely take that. I will set Amanda's iPad up under the TV with you on a watch party, <laughs> so I can watch your face. And we'll just watch it again, because... <laughs> Oh, we are we are off a tangent field here. <laughs> That's not the plan today, though. 
Today's plan is to talk about One Punch Man, and we are here with... We're just going to go for the gold today, because we are not only going to talk about episode 23 of One Punch Man, which is titled The Varieties of Pride, but we're also going to talk about episode number 24, the finale, the two final episodes of season two, which is The Wiping of the Disciples' Butt, which is, I think, the weirdest title. And this may be a supersized mega episode. We don't know yet. We don't know. We're going to see what happens. But we're going to talk about both episodes. We're going to finish up One Punch Man. We're going to finish up Season 5. With the exception of one final episode, we're going to finish up with Season 5 where we'll talk about the series overall. I'll kind of maybe start this here instead of Nerd News. Um, This is an open call for questions and things from you, the fans. We're going to think one of the things we're going to do, aside from talking about the end of One Punch Man, is we're going to fill it up with maybe some of your questions, things you want us to talk about. So uh, you can shoot us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. You can send us something over Facebook, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, or on Twitter, at tuningjapanese. Send us your questions about One Punch Man, about, um, you know, just random hypothetical questions about anime, about other things. We talk a lot about wrestling we talk a lot about um you know movies and 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 other nerd shit on here so just send us random things to talk about on that finale for season five we'd love to uh do that um you know and hopefully we can get josh on for the episode as well hold your breath i might i might die from holding my breath that long um but maybe we'll get josh on there and maybe the three of us will, will not only talk about the whole thing but we'll get some of your questions and things on there as well so um ask us anything I mean, yeah, literally anything like we're open books. I mean, the worst, I mean, I'm not necessarily going to tell you anything, but you can ask me anything. Yeah. I mean, worst comes to worst. We just ignore a question if we don't think it's appropriate, but, uh, said, yeah, send us or I'll just say, fuck you. I mean that too. We can say, we can say that live on air. There you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, send us, send us whatever it is that you want us to talk about. We'd love to do that. Um, we've done that once before in the past and had a lot of fun with that, um, way back many years ago. Um, so we'd love to answer your questions live on our finale of season five of Tuning Japanese. It'll be five seasons done. That's crazy. And how many years? Two years? Three years? Uh, we started in 2016, question mark? Uh, our very first episode was March 13th, 2016. We are over four years doing this. Wow, you knew that right off the top of your head, didn't you? You didn't have to look it up and cut it out at all. I didn't have to look it up or cut it out at all. I just know that to be fact. Uh, so yeah, 316, March 16th of 2016. That was our first episode. We're, we're moving right along into season six. We'll have our unveiling of what we're going to do for season six and some intermediate stuff in between to kind of uh, break up our seasons as well. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot of things coming up we're very excited about. Absolutely. Uh, including, we're working on a brand new episode of Tuning RPG which I know it's been forever since we put one of those out. Um, we're doing another one of those. Uh, Bill is going to be featured on that video as well, and we're going to be hopefully getting that out in the next few weeks as well. I'm looking forward to it. So am I. Hey, we've got lots of One Punch Man to talk about. You know what's crazy? I actually had nerd news this week. Do you want to do nerd news? I think it may not be the worst thing in the world. Then let's break all the rules today. We're breaking every preconceived rule. Bill, hit us with your nerd news. Well, I don't want to... Um chomp too much of the McElroy's flavor as we've said in the past but i think i could be forgiven for this one 
Okay, um, let's chomp away. I, I am. I'm taking a big spoonful of Justin. I'm sm- slathering on a little bit of uh, of uh, Travis and a uh, nice big heap on the top of Griffin, and I'm ready to go. Uh, actually, this comes directly from Travis on uh, his show uh, Schmanners. He does with his wife Teresa. Oh, Schmanners. Uh, nice. The most recent episode, and this may be a little bit outdated by the time they hear this, but okay, I hope it is outdated. But it, odds are it won't. Be. Okay. Black Lives Matters. Dot card. Dot co. So that's c a r r d. Dot co. C a r r d. Yes. Ooh, this is awesome. Now, there's all kinds of resources for donating for um, protesters, facts, all kinds of stuff. The one thing I want to make everybody aware of that I've done: if you click on the donate tab. Mm-hmm. They have an option that is donate with no money. Oh, how do you do that? By playing the uh, a streaming playlist from YouTube of creators who will donate all or a portion of their proceeds to Black Lives Matters. And if you just play the, the playlist and leave your ads on, it helps them generate revenue to donate. Oh, uh, interesting. I did that Friday. I turned it on and... Let it run for like six hours or ten hours or whatever it was, and went to work. And that's super cool. That's something that you anyone can do. Yep. Just you know, if you if you got the the means and the bandwidth and whatnot, you know, just let that let that let that. Yeah, I mean, run. I don't have a lot of extra money. I don't have uh, the the health and the ability to be go to a protest, but uh, I I can I can let my my YouTube run all day. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. And there's, you know, maps of protests. There's petitions, play, uh, numbers you can call or text. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff on here. That's awesome. So once again, that's Black Lives Matter uh, Matters dot C. Yes, it's Matters dot C A R R D dot C O. That's B L A C K L I V E S M A T T E R S dot C A R R D dot C O. And we'll put a link in the show notes of that. That's awesome. Hopefully by the time this episode drops, you know, racism's over and it's not, it's outdated, but. I, you know, I wish, I hope. <laughs> but I wouldn't hold my breath. I wouldn't hold my breath either on that, but uh, that is awesome. I think that's well worth uh, our time. And as I mentioned in uh, a previous episode, um, we here at Tuning Japanese absolutely support that cause and equality for for all human beings. Black lives absolutely do matter. Absolutely. Let's uh, Let's get into... Some anime review mode here as we talk about this episode of One Punch Man. Are you ready? We open on a fight between the A-Class team, put together by Death Gatling, and Garu. Oh, so good. This is really good, Bill. Like, I love this fight. It was a good fight. It really, truly is. Garu, though, doesn't love it so much. No! He's not happy. No, he's not happy because um, Death Gatling says he put together the team of the best. But they aren't S-Class, and that kind of annoys him. Yeah, I. it's so weird that that's the thing that annoys Gary the most. It's not like... It's not even weird. That's that's what he wants. I mean, that's what he sets out to do, is to kill heroes and take on the strongest there is. Right. And actually, Death Gatling gets a little irritated back. Oh, he, he throws the sass at him. Uh, he says, you know, just this S-Class might be making a bunch of money, they might know secrets, they might be a bunch of glory... But the system is broken, and it's arbitrary, and these people here, they're tough as hell, and absolutely deserve your your fear, your respect. Yeah, and, and tying in with the title, the varieties of pride, like we already see right away, you know, like both sides of this battle, pride is absolutely a, a, at stake and, and on display here for, for both 
these heroes, especially Death Gatling. This episode is one of those that they almost named the episode first and then figured out what the plots were. Right. I, I think I kind of agree with you on that. Like, that absolutely is how this episode plays out. And, you know, pride can be deadly because that is the point. They're here to prove a point by taking out Garu. Yeah. Um, and they didn't even bother to call the S-Class. No. No, not at all. They, they're going to take care of us. It's almost like they... They kind of almost went rogue. It almost like kind of seems they like. did. They are here of their own accord to make their name. And uh, Gary's like, oh, wow. Well, I hate if there's any kids around here to hear that because they'd be really disappointed in you. <laughs> so good. And that's about the time the poison starts to kick in on Garu. This episode and even the next episode with Garu, you would think, you know, he goes to this shack to like chill out and to, to get his energy back and then he, he gets the shit kicked out of him in multiple ways dude is tough he absolutely is tough i think of anybody they've done so far they've done the best of building him up to be a threat to saitama yeah they really have yeah we saw saitama drop him a few times in the season but we're also watching a he understands heroics better than a lot of the heroes do oh 100 even if he doesn't realize he does and he's always getting stronger, and they're really proving that he is able to grow and change. Yeah. Not just evolve or morph or change forms, but he actually uses knowledge to become better. Um, he's really the anti-Saitama. Yeah, so whether it's, like, looking in that book that he gets from the kid, whether that's, you know, in a scene later on when he adapts his style to, to you know, take what he learned from other fights. Yeah. It's just really, he's really fascinating in that way. He really is. Um, as I said, the poison has begun to kick in, um, and he is taunting them, telling them, you know, you guys should really be more worried about getting the hostage back, and there's a monster association running around. You know, maybe go deal with that instead of me right now. Um, I don't know if he's trying to stall for time. I don't know if he's trying to run him off, or I don't know if he's literally just like, you guys are stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure. But it doesn't matter because the fight is on, and we get our theme song. Theme song! One punch! And we come back, back, back in time to a young Garu. Um, he's on. I like these scenes. I do too. He is on the playground. Uh, he hears a bunch of the kids talking about Justice Man, and they're all just giggling about how you know that that stupid crab monster tried to hide its egg, you know, from him, so he wouldn't smash his kid. And of course, the crab demon is Garu's favorite. Oh, of course. And it was three heroes on one monster, and that monster's goal was to stop the pollution. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting, too, because that, that was the first enemy of uh, One Punch Man wanting to stop pollution. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And even though the monster had just cause, and even though he was one on three, he still almost won. That This whole thing with him as a kid, and, and we already talked about his sympathetic nature. Um, it's interesting to see how the way that he was you know grew up and all the things that he faced, that adversity and, and being bullied and you know, all these things with these other kids, like it mirrors what's going on in this fight. You know, just like back then, you know, it was three on one yep. that they're talking about the hero. Like here he is like one against eight. Well, and that crab monster was trying to hide an egg and he's trying to hide the kid. Right. It's something noble. Like, yep. like, sure. He wants to kill all heroes in general, but like, he also is con like thinking about saving this kid's life. Yeah. I don't think he has any interest at all in being, Literally being the monster to go around kill people in general. 
Uh, he just wants to take all the top tiers of society down a peg. Yeah. Like I say, he's very sympathetic. He's very cool. He could be the main character of an anime with just a small tweak. He's he's the kind of character... I mean, he was a character who, at the beginning of all this, I was, I was kind of down on. I didn't really like his character at first. But they've done they've gone a really long way and done a lot to build him up to make him very interesting. They really have. And then what's even worse about that is he does snatch that comma blade from uh, Chain Toad's chain. <laughs> Fucking Chain Toad. And the heroes start giving him shit. They're like, oh, he's got a knife. <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, they even say, like, uh, the, the cowboy one is even like, oh, you know, dishonorable and terrible. He's got a knife. And he's like, <laughs> Gur's like, really? I don't get, there are eight of you. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't even have a weapon. <laughs> I take a weapon and I'm a bad, I'm sick for doing it. Right. Like, you've got people with guns and giant hammers and air bow and arrow, a Gatling gun. Yeah. This whole scenario with the, with the heroes, it's, you know, we've talked about it before but like the fact that you know what is what does it mean to be a hero in this world you have to be a good person you don't right hero is literally a title that some bureaucrat slaps on you exactly and that's it garu kicks the the big ball from Spileman's hammer cup thing um, he kicks it into the heroes and wildhorn hits the bison pal driver right through it sounds like a wrestling move it really does but it's it's a it's like a spike on his uh, gauntlet that he drives through Spileman's right through Spileman's ball. Ow! That'll oh, ruin your day. <laughs> I bet it will. A pile driver piercing. Ooh. But it was actually a trap on Garu's part. He let the pile driver go right past his shoulder, wraps the chain from Chain Toad around Wildhorn's legs, and the green tracksuit dude is like, uh oh. As he starts to drag the heroes back and forth into the other heroes' attacks. This was cool. And that's about the time the heroes all go, you know what? This is too hard. Fuck it. Let's kill him. Yeah. I think it was Smile Man who was like, do you think we should just kill him? Yeah. Taking him, taking him alive is hard. And again, like we talked about last episode, it almost seems like they weren't going to try to take him alive anyway. They didn't really seem to be. They didn't come armed to no. take him alive. Right. I guess hope they were hoping maybe he would surrender. Maybe. So Garu bolts into the woods, and Tracksuit takes off behind him, because that was his job, was running down. Yes, he was the runner. And Garu just starts to psych out the heroes and outmaneuver them. Mm -hmm. He ends up chasing down Tracksuit, and beats a tragic story out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have a bunch of new people, and I find it interesting that like he's the one that we get the story for. Yeah, we don't even get a... I don't know that we ever got his hero name, even. Just Megane is his name, I believe. Yeah, but we don't we don't have any kind of a no any kind of a identity other than that. And he's not even yeah. wearing a costume; he's literally just wearing a tracksuit. Yeah, I, I, and this backstory is you know kind of what you might expect. I, it looks like he was at one point a member of Hellish Blizzard's group. Yeah, the, the Blizzard group. Yeah, but he was booted out. Yeah, he didn't quite live up to them. I think. Mm -hmm. And he actually got an inspired speech from Saitama. Yeah, he did. There was like a scene where he was going to get his ass kicked. And Saitama's like, you know, you, I don't have limits and you just have to break your limits and forget about your limits. Mm -hmm. And uh, Magame, you said his name was? Uh, Magane. Magane. I just call him Green Tracksuit here. He gets his spirit renewed. He does. And he gets pummeled to paste by Garu. Oh, yeah. 
and Sting- Stinger jumps in, and he just gets some of the same. So we are left with a showdown between Garu and Death Gatling. Yeah, everyone's basically taken down at this point. And Garu comes clean, says, don't shoot, there's a kid in that shack behind me, and I'm worried about him. He legitimately spells it out here. He says, look, if you shoot me, you'll shoot that building up, and that kid will die. And Death Gatling's like, ah, you lie, fuck you. Uh, he activates his limit break, and... <laughs> he goes completely bare here. He annihilates the entirety of the building except for the panel that's directly behind Garu. Right. Um, that the kid is behind. How does that work? I don't know if he snatched the bullets out of the air, or if he just took the bullets in his body and didn't die from it, or... I don't know. They didn't actually show whether there was... Whether he caught them, or there was, you know, shell casings around him, or... Or not shell casing around him, bullets rolling around him, or... He does make a statement afterwards saying huh you've now proven that i can't die from bullets yes so maybe they just bounced off him so maybe they did either way that move was a mistake big time because now garu is mad and death gatling is out of ammunition he does have a knife yeah yeah he brought a knife to a punch fight (laughs) the gun didn't do him so much good yeah i mean at least he has some sort of backup and he gets immediately knocked the fuck out Oh, yeah. No, there's, he wasn't going to stand a chance without his gun. So the kid at this point is scared, crying, freaking out. Um, yeah. He sees that his friend is fighting the heroes, and he saw the violence that he put on the Class A heroes. And the kid is, uh, that's really, really sad. Yeah. It, like, breaks the poor kid. I know. It was ter- he's terrible. He's crying. He goes to run off, and we, we think we're going to have an emotional beat. But Tracksuit had one last trick. Oh, yes. He called for backup. Yes. And Arginos arrives on the scene. Oh, that's oh, so badass. He just, like, drops in, and I'm like, oh, shit just got fucking real. And speaking of things that I don't usually have prepared that I do this time and don't need it, break card. <laughs> hey, we're not going to the break card today. At least not now. I built one in. Okay, well, um, break card? We come back from the break uh, to an idyllic forest scene that's immediately uh, upset by the sounds of combat and stray blasts shooting over the canopy. We just get to watch these two titans go at it. Um, Super enjoyable fight. Oh, God, yeah. This episode is just tons of combat, which is one of the reasons why... It's kind of nice to combine it with the finale, but um, they're good. It's a good combat episode. This is right back where we used to say that, you know, these are fun fight scenes. Genos is actually cagey enough to trick Garu back like he was doing to the other heroes. Right. Uh, He lets Garu smash him into the ground, and he just stays there waiting for Garu to come close, and then jumps out of the ground to smash him, and does that cool, like, jet-powered stand-up thing. That is... Badass. It's it's like the equivalent of a, a wrestling match when Shawn Michaels used to do the kip up. Yep. <laughs> if anything, it's better because he just he goes from laying straight down to and standing straight up. <laughs> Total Alistair Black. Yep. Elsewhere, we have King and Saitama playing video games. Yeah. At this point, King has just started fucking with him. He's still using two fingers. He let him get all the way down to like a millimeter of health. A sliver, an absolute sliver, and then he crushes him. <laughs> uh, and again, I th- I think Saitama's playing some... Sh- they don't have names this time, 
but like a, a big a big burly character and king is now playing some like little shrunken little maybe three foot tall i don't even know some sort of like goblin or something <laughs> i guess the uh the stats now stand at eighty one zero king oh it's so good and side town house has the breakdown again. i know and that's when king finally sees the call he's like oh wait a minute this thing is lighting up and he figures there probably isn't anything to do at this point. Yeah. He basically says, oh, wait, never mind. They already sent some class S heroes. Yeah, no, that'd be fine. It, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, he does talk about how he's a little freaked out by the old dead monster around his house. It's kind of unsanitary. <laughs> it's nice what we talked about last time. Yep, it's kind of unsanitary. <laughs> say the, the theory is proven because Thomas says he's going to send Genos over to incinerate the bodies. There you go. We were 100% right last time. 100%. He does the cooking and... Genos does the cooking cleanup. This is where we find out that King's neighborhood is totally empty because of the monster attacks. Oh, yeah. Which seems kind of risky for a fake S-Class hero. I will grant him, though, in the next episode we're going to talk about, dude is still somewhat ballsy. He is. But I'm just saying, if you're if you're a fake S-Class hero, maybe living in a monster-infested empty neighborhood may not be the best idea. I think maybe he's... He's fine because of his reputation. Yeah, yeah, but if any one monster decides to take a, a swing at him, and... Oh, he'd be done. And Saitama's not hanging out at his apartment playing video games. And that's why he always invites Saitama over. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he feels safer with Saitama there. This is when they actually note that, hey, Genos hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, <laughs> you know, King's like, you know, there have been monsters all over. Is he going to be okay? And, of course, Saitama's like, yeah, he's fine. He's probably fine. Um, but maybe we should have a look. Yeah, there's like there's this moment of like thought, and he looks over at his his jumpsuit, his his outfit, and he's like, "Yeah, I guess we can go check this out." Back at uh, Genos and Garu, uh, they're sizing each other up, and Tracksuit wakes up. Garu knows that he might be in trouble, so he, this is what we were talking about, alluded to before. He starts to use the moves he learned from Watchdog Man. Yes, that are not compatible with regular people martial arts yeah he just decides he's going to change up his style and that actually throws genos for a loop uh enough that he ends up pulling genos's arm off which is nothing new yeah genos likes to be dismembered um so <laughs> the wayward arm just gives him a little throat hug and a rocket ride <laughs> <laughs> throat hug and a rocket ride yeah. little throat hug the robot hand just reaches up grabs him by the neck jet boosters come out of the elbow slams him into a tree, and all these ropes come out of the hand and wrap him to the tree. It's a cool moment. It is. It's very neat. Uh, very Astro Boy. Oh, yeah, totally. Genos says that uh, he's wasted way enough, way too much time on a nobody. He's got shit to do with the Monster Association. Genos has been really cocky. Yeah. Garu gets mad and throws the whole tree at Genos. <laughs> <laughs> he just breaks it under his feet and, like, falls forward onto Genos. So he makes his comeback going, you know what? I'm going to make my name on you. Um, Was this the point where, like, his hair color changed suddenly? Yeah, because there's the incinerate and the, the tree falling and, a, you know, everything breaking. And he comes up out of the tree and, yeah, he's got one red eye and his hair is red now. I, I guess maybe a reference to Dragon Ball Z? My original thought process was he had a bloodshot eye from getting smashed and his hair was... Oh, I thought so, too. His hair was streaked with blood. Like a, like a Ric Flair sort of look? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I think maybe obliquely it was, well, his hair color changed, so shit's about to get real. Yeah, it's that visual cue. Yep. I mean, there's a visual cue no matter what. Hell, yeah, totally. that's what Ric Flair is, it's a visual cue when he's bleeding. 
Mm -hmm. And that's when the Monster Association shows up to rescue him. And they offer him a job again, whether he likes it or not. And or not is the right answer. He does not like it. <laughs> As Scazzaro gets rescued again from the Monster Flower by Genos, who think that they're his buddies. That Monster Flower was creepy. It really was. It was like a sunflower with like a a black smiley face on it. That was like a like a drama mask. Yeah, and it was like twisted like to the side, and I hate it, like ninety degrees. Mm-hmm. It was Ugh. it was gross. Also it was like an emoji flower. Yeah, I do not like it. So Gino runs his mouth a little bit and lets Garu know of Saitama's existence now. <sighs> you know, there's a there's a hero that could take you out and he's better than Blast and and Garu's like, Ooh, really? <laughs> and then bang. Literally. Bang. No, literally bang. Yeah, literally bang shows up and kicks Garrett in the face. Yeah, Silver Fang just is there and he's Flying ready. Kick <laughs> yeah, He's ready I don't know what that noise was, but he's ready. Was that uh, Luke Kang's <laughs> flying kick noise? Yeah <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Uh <laughs> Well Bang at least after this, Bang at least has the grace to ask to cut in. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bomb is also here, but he is just watching Bang's back because of the rest of the monsters. Maybe that was, maybe that kicked to the face of the way he comes up with the red hair and the red, the bloodshot eye. It's somewhere around here. I can't remember if it was after the tree or after the kick. I can't but, either. But I, I do remember that happening. Um, I feel so bad for Garu. Yeah, yeah. He's, once again, it's three on one and... He beat eight heroes. Yep. Then he had to take on Genos. Well, he, he ran through... Watchdog Man and got kicked to the wall by Saitama and yeah. he had got roughed up pretty good on somebody else that he won the fight with. I can't remember who that was, but he's been running himself pretty hard and, and like I said, fought through eight A class heroes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. One after another. And the Monster Association's on his butt. Yeah, exactly. It's him versus the world. Mm -hmm. So we have that moment where the, uh, the student and teacher and there's a big drama. How do you feel about the uh, fights to the death you have with your students once in a while? I mean, obviously, I've never lost. Fair enough. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. And I'm still the SCW, undefeated SCW uh, QC champion. <laughs> <sighs> I, I gave them the belt back, Bill. <laughs> I was stripped by an official of the company. <sighs> hey, how does this work? Uh, how does this How does this combat work? What well, you said, like, you said, give it back. And I said, no, <laughs> no, then, not that. And you said, no, you have to. And I'm like, well, you can meet me here next month if you want to put this title on the line. And then you took it from me and left. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I've never admitted this to you, but as I was walking back, I thought about turning around and leaving. <laughs> and then you sit down in the car. And you're like, I'm the champion now. <laughs> Come at me, bitch. I just show up at the next show with the belt strapped ac across my shoulder. I just make an impromptu storyline. We get one more flashback of back in time. Uh, we see a young Garu, and he shows up all angry and ready to ready to go at Bang's dojo, and immediately passes out asleep. Uh, Sourface wants to just throw the kid out, because Sourface is kind of a dick. Of course he is. And... Bang has shown tons of generosity. He says, bring him in, feed him till he's full. I kind of get the impression that he lives there at that point. You know, he's not just, he doesn't just uh, come there and he at least gets trained and fed. Yeah. 
mean, it sounds like he he's run away, like from. It sounds like it. Yeah, that's they don't really go into that directly, but it sure sounds like he ran away from home and this is his new life. Yeah, and this is what this is what he decided to do because he wanted to get strong, so that way he could, you know, not have to be bullied by these kids anymore. That's true, and it, again, it's really tragic. You feel for him. You do, and it makes this fight between Bang and him that much more, the stakes that much more important. It does. Uh, we cut back to the present, and Garu lunges forward at Silverfang, Bang, and we just cut to black and hear Fist of Flowing Water Crushing Rock. Yep. And that's our episode. That's the episode. That is episode 23 of One Punch Man, episode 11 of season 2, The Varieties of Pride. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about bots on this episode before we head into our real break card. Uh, Bill, it's your episode, so start us off. I liked it. I mean, we really start running our storylines into each other. We really start seeing the heavy hitters come in. I mean, just like last season, we got the nice build and it's starting to pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this episode's probably better than the next episode, actually. This isn't the narrative climax, but I think emotionally, this is the emotional climax of the of the season. I don't think this season gets a narrative climax, to be honest, but... It really doesn't. This is the end, and the rest of it is just wrap-up and set-up. Yeah. I, w- I would agree with you on that. And for an anime that is so combat-focused, we don't often get a lot of combat. <laughs> See, I would say it's not combat-focused. It's just got the trappings of combat focus. The premise would make you think that it's combat-focused. Yes, the premise would. Well, we don't always get a lot of that, but when we do, it's done super well. They know they're doing. Absolutely. And... You know, all the buildup and everything with uh, with Garu and all of his fights, it was it was well executed, it was well thought out, it was extremely entertaining. Like I, like I said before, and Garu's really sort of the, the main character of this season. Right. Yeah, I recommend it. Big thumbs up. I liked it. Thumbs up for me too. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, but before we talk about the finale of season two, I think it's time we take a quick little break and head into the break card. Did we already do that? Welcome to the Break Card, it's Andy, and you're listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese, a podcast where we're finishing up Season 5, our review of One Punch Man in this super mega episode. We hope you're enjoying this mega episode as we are wrapping up our discussions of Saitama and Genos and company, and we make our way to kind of move on to something new and something different. Um, we've got some really interesting plans coming up as far as season six and what we're going to do in between. Typically, around the summertime, we do a, something a little bit different, you know, kind of throw a few extra episodes outside of our normal purview of just breaking down a particular anime. So we're going to be doing something very similar to that. One of the things I know that we're going to be doing is we're going to probably be doing some movie reviews coming up, probably some different anime movies or miniseries uh, type things. So if you're interested in having suggestions on what we should be watching and doing, Send us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com or reach out to us on our social media, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, at tuningjapanese on Twitter, and we would love your suggestions. We appreciate that very, very much. And the goal, hopefully, is to get some three-person teams together for those reviews, get Josh in for some, and if not him, getting in some very special guests as well. So we'll be taking a little bit of a break to do some of that. And very excited to kind of see how that goes. 
Another thing that we have coming up is we're going to do one more episode for Season 5 to wrap things up, where Bill, hopefully Josh, and myself will sit down and we'll talk about One Punch Man overall. One of the things that I mentioned early on in this episode is I would love to get some questions from you all. So we'll do a, a quick Q&A sort of session. You can, again, send us your questions via Facebook, Twitter, email, Patreon, and let us know what it is you want us to talk about. You can ask us an anime-related question. You can ask us something else. Um, but we will uh, do our best to answer those questions for you. They don't have to be serious. They could be goofy ones like who would win in a fight between so-and-so and so-and-so. Whatever it is that you want us to banter about on our final episode for Season 5. We're definitely looking forward to wrapping up this season and moving on to just more content for you all. So I want to thank you all, as always, for sticking with us and being an amazing audience, and we really appreciate that. Real quick plug for our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you can get bonus episodes and show notes and physical rewards and other things there, so go check that out once again. We'd really, really appreciate that. That's patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. I'm going to head back into this episode. Hope you all are enjoying it. Bill and I had a blast talking about these last two episodes and uh, yeah, we're about to wrap up Season 2 of One Punch Man. So thank you so much, as always, and let's get back to our reviews. Hey, we're back from the actual break card. Fine, I guess if we don't do the actual break card, the break card time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill, you did it. You actually remembered for once, and I, I apologize. <laughs> I had nerd news. I had a break card. I know. I know. The one time I'm, I'm trying to break formula. Uh, hey, but we're going to talk about episode 24. <laughs> episode 12, season two, the wiping of the discipline's butt. And I, but. I had to stare at that title at least like three times. So I'm like, is that whipping? No, it's not whipping. It's definitely wiping. And you said discipline there. It's disciples. Oh, did I say discipline? Of discipline's discipline. butt? <laughs> of the disciples' butt. You thinking about that chick monster again? Man. <laughs> we open. She, she whips and discipline, but uh, we open <laughs> where we left off last time. Garu facing down his master, Bang. It's intense. It is. Genos notes that these two are extremely similar, but Bang's technique is flawless. He bangs perfectly. Well, that's what makes him a class S hero. That's what makes him a class S hero. To him, Genos, the victor is already perfectly clear. And it's not Garu. Garu tries to put up a fight, but every move is blocked. And at one point, he's kind of sent spiraling sideways. It's like he kind of does that like, like he's, like he's laying down, um, like kind of, you know, parallel to the ground and he's, he's spinning in, in, in like circles. Uh, and he crashes through some trees. It's, it's kind of cool. And then gets sent into the ground in a huge explosion with a kick. Uh, and then Garrow realizes, oh shit, I'm about to black out. Oh shit, I think I'm about to die. Yep, I've been poisoned, I've been beaten on top of beaten on top beaten. I've been bested by Watchdog Man and got my ass kicked by Genos and I'm sort of out of options. Except he's got one option left. Uh, he goes back into the well and uh, uses Watchdog Man's technique of running on all fours and using his super agility and he decides to bound toward Death Gatling because he wants to use him as a shield. And I love that Bang is like, 
what are you even doing? You're acting like an animal. Yeah, he's like, that's not a technique that I recognize. Yeah, I didn't teach you that shit. Uh, you think a martial arts master would see the technique of another S-Class hero. Right. It's not like he's using some some uh, really obscure technique. Everybody knows who Watchdog Man is. Oh, totally. I think he's higher ranked than Bang. I think so, too. So this almost works, but Bomb just kind of slides in <laughs> into frame. Yep. And goes, nope, and just boots him. But again, we're back to, you know, two or three on one. And they're all ready to kind of take him on, and we think we're going to get the theme song, but then we don't. No theme song. No theme song. Instead, we switch to the air where the Monster Association is watching, uh, because you have that giant bird, with the one that, like, that one time, like, pulled out a card from his chest with, like, a human hand. Phoenix Man. Phoenix Man, Okay. Uh, yeah, Phoenix Man is flying overhead, and he says, essentially, he's there to bring Garu back to the Monster Association. So he says, essentially, Phoenix Man, uh, the bird, says, if he goes back without Garu, he's probably dead. He's probably going to get eaten by Orochi. Yeah, they lost some top-tier monsters and didn't bring back what they were supposed to bring back. Right, so I, so he's just going to kind of circle the sky and, and wait for his moment to maybe try to snatch up Garu. I guess getting eaten if you don't do your job right is effective management. They should really start a union. I mean, I thought that's what this was. <laughs> I guess. We're back to the fight, and Bang and Bomb talk about Garu's strong willpower to stay alive. Essentially like, can you believe he's alive? Man, if that were me, I'd probably be dead now. I mean, maybe when I was 60 years younger, uh, I could be that tough. They're not going to give up. <laughs> They're going to continue just to beat the shit out of him. And they kind of charge together as one. They do. Uh, even while getting the shit kicked out of him, Garu laments about Bang attacking him when he's already so beat up. I guess maybe my, my question to you here is, should they be fighting more honorably? <laughs> oh, that's a hard question. It really is. Like, like especially given, I mean, yeah, he's they they did all this to the dojo, but he's so beat up and... Like, is Bang in the right here? I guess part of it is how much damage is he going to do if they don't take him out? Yeah. And how much more dangerous is he going to be after all this when he finally does heal? Right. And, you know, does he deserve it? Because, I mean, these aren't, these aren't fights that he got into and couldn't help. You know, he's beat up because of things, except for the, the A-class heroes. Yeah. These are fights he got into willingly. Going after the S-class heroes, getting beat up by Watchdog Man... Going after King and getting put through a wall. He deserves what he's getting. Well, does he? Or does... I don't know. I, that's, that's a hard question. I think Bomb probably doesn't owe anybody anything. He's not a hero. Correct. He's just a martial arts master who's helping his brother avenge his dojo. Right. Silverfang is a hero, though. So it, it's hard to say. You know, it, it is it better to put him down or is it better to kill him? And I suppose taking him alive would be the the ideal option. And, and I don't, I don't even know if he plans on killing him. Like, I don't know if that's, if like the reason why he swooped down to stop Genos because he's like, well, Genos was, might actually kill this guy. That's true. That is true. Genos was loading up a big old incinerate. Right. So I, I don't know. I guess motive is a little unclear here. So I guess if he's just looking to beat him, beat him to a consciousness and take him into custody, I suppose he probably is in the right. I mean, Garu is undeniably committed terrible crimes. If we if we believe him, he's killed right. quite a bit. Or at least he says so. We'll, t we'll get there eventually, too, in this episode. He says so, he believes so. Right. 
Well, Garu considers playing the like playing the victim role at this point. He's like, what if I just turned on the waterworks? <laughs> but then he says, no, because Genos is there and he'll probably just burn me to death. Uh, so his only way out at this point is just to kill all three of them. Yeah, they got him in the corner. Yeah, he's, he's an animal in a corner. He's going to fight back. So we get another Kid Garu flashback at this point. Um, we see a flashback of him as a kid being mistreated by a group of other kids where he's the butt of all the, the games that they play, always being forced to play the monster in the superhero game. Right, because he sticks up for the monster, so they tell him he has to be the monster. And we get this interesting image of Garu um, as part of this. I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you picked up on it. But they're in the park, and he's sitting on a bench, and he's reading like a book. Yes, yep. Just like uh, Toreo, yep. or however you want to say his name, the little kid. Now, is that a book of heroes, or is it a book of monsters? I don't know. It looks like it, it could be some sort of encyclopedia. It looks kind of similar in some ways to the book that the kid had. Maybe maybe he was reading the hero books as a kid even to try to figure out how to beat him. It's possible. Like, it goes back that far, possibly. Or maybe they produced Monster Almanacs and he enjoyed them. He, you think he'd be a little less annoyed by the hero almanac existing if there was a monster almanac. I think he says something about, like, they don't do this for monsters. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So it, might, it probably is something having to do with the superheroes that they are talking about, which I think is just a TV show at that point. Yeah, I mean, like Justice Man is a show he's watching. Right. We don't know how how long superheroes have been in this world or what. Yeah, that, that raises so many questions. It does. Like, I'm actually kind of interested in that, but... Like maybe we'll get an answer to that next season. You're just all wound up because of Watchmen still. I, I super, <laughs> super, super wound up. Always wound up about Watchmen. Uh, so Garo observes these memories, and like he shows up, like is that kind of thing where like you're you're watching yourself in the past, and he's like, you know, is my life flashing before my eyes? Am I dying? And the the kids are shitty as hell. Oh, they're terrible. Uh, the the ringleader is a kid by the name of Tatchan. Yes. And we see a scene where the rest of those kids blame him for fighting back against Tatchan. Uh, so essentially, like, we see that this scene kind of play out a little bit later. But, like, they're in a classroom and they're all, like, basically, like, yelling at, at Garu for, for starting a fight. And even, like, the administrator who basically is, is ta- giving him a talking to, who in the scene kind of looks like a monster, mm-hmm. I find interesting. Yep. He's got, like, the weird, like, distorted figure and large nose and stuff. Um, basically, it's just like, why did you start a fight? Why are you picking fights? But all the other kids are just black blob shadows, too, so... They are. He's the only one. It, it's like it's like he's blocked out significant portions of, of those memories. Or he just doesn't remember. Could... I mean, how many faces of people in your past do you remember? Well, that's true. If you, don't, true. If you haven't seen them you for 30 years. No, it's hard, to, it's hard, I think, to kind of put faces to those. Well, I think the other thing to point out, too, is... Uh, the kid playing the hero didn't play fair. Oh yeah, totally. He, he got to you, know, you guys grab his arms. And, yeah, every time it's like it's three against one yep. or whatever. They grab his arms and then the the wing leader, the hero, beats him up. Yeah, same same thing with what we have going on here with now three class S here. Well, two class S heroes and a you know martial artist. Yes, against him yet again. It's like they're holding him down so that we can get pummeled by you know Genos or whatever. Yep. Gary talks about being a loner. And, you know, growing up without any friends. And because of that, he could never be a hero like Tatchan because he was a popular kid. And the popular kids are always the heroes. And, it, you know, again, like 
just because you're popular doesn't make you nice. This kid's a real, real prick. Um, and we see a scene of him basically challenging Tat Chan to a fight in the classroom. We, we cut to that. And he says, you know, if I win, you know, you gotta leave me alone. Yep. You know, standing up for himself. And in typical school fashion, he's the one that gets in trouble for it. Yep. And that, even that fight, he goes, all right, go grab his arms. Yep. Same as he does on the playground. Absolutely. So near the end of this flashback, Garu essentially claims and exclaims, you know, screw justice and screw evil. I'm not good or evil. Yeah, he's not out necessarily to be with the monsters and cause evil. Yeah. Which we see several times when he denies and doesn't want to join this monster association. Yep. So we're back to the fight. Um, and Garu is fighting for little guys out there like he used to be, he says. You know, I'm, I'm going to fight for the, the little ones who were bullied and, and looked down upon and did, don't have friends and are, are constantly belittled. And I, man, I lo- I'm starting to love Gary at this point. Yeah, me too. I'm starting, I'm starting to feel for him. I'm starting to love him. I'm starting to hope that like we get the outcast hero and the outcast monster teaming up to take everybody out. I'm all for that. I am too. So bang and bomb attack, but they're kind of rebuffed by a more motivated Garo at this point. He fights back. He goes like kind of full on Super Saiyan and is like ready to fight, but then out of nowhere, here comes that bird monster. Here comes Phoenix Man, who blows away the brothers and then just snatches up Garo and goes whoop 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 whoop. Yep. <laughs> um, Genos goes into incinerate mode, um, but the big big bird kind of calls for his whole his old ace ace in the hole, uh, which is. Centuchoro. Remember Centuchoro? The Elder Centipede. The Elder Centipede, who uh, essentially takes the brunt of the blast and takes no damage from it. Because he's Elder Centipede. Because he's Elder Centipede. We say that like that actually means something. Well, we saw him once before, so it does. Yeah, it does. We saw him fight Metal Bat, and we saw Metal Bat get the shit kicked out of him. Oh, we saw uh, Metal Knight not be able to scratch him either. Right. That means something right there. So as Centuchoro emerges and breaks open the ground... Uh, that leaves the three of them who are left behind to completely ignore Garu, who's getting away, because they have to save the class A and B heroes that Garu took out earlier by jumping down, grabbing their bodies before they get, you know, sucked into the the earth. So again, they're not dead. They're not dead. They're quite alive. That comes up in a conversation a little bit as well. Actually, just now it comes up in a conversation. I do believe. Um, so Garu is not pleased. He's pissed. <laughs> He's up in the sky, basically being held by his shoulders. That probably hurts. I'm sure it fucking hurts. It looks like it fucking hurts. Uh, Big Bird states that Garu really needs to, you know, finish off his opponents instead of letting them live. Mm-hmm. He kind of points out, he says, hey, look at those heroes over there. You know those guys you beat? They're all alive. How can you have any pudding if you don't finish your meat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that Garu is purposely not killing these heroes, or is he just dense? He doesn't seem that dense. He doesn't. So I'm, I'm beginning to think that this is intentional. Yeah. It's not about killing. It's about besting. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it's sending a message to the heroes. So was he lying when he said he was going to kill You're my hundredth kill? Or is he... I don't know. I'm, it almost feels like maybe he's lying. He's boasting. It, yeah. That's what I'm wondering. He's trying to put fear into people. It really makes me wonder if they're building him up as an anti-hero. Same. Well, either way, Garu is unhappy <laughs> about this whole situation. Um, but Big Bird reassures him that the only ones able to defeat Santuchuro 
are Terrible Tornado with her psychic abilities. Yes. Metal Knight with all of his fancy gadgets. Yeah, apparently he has got an entire robot army. Yeah. At at the ready. Um, and although the one drone, the primary Metal Knight drone, wasn't able to do it. Yeah. I guess if he unleashed everything he had, he might be able to. Right. Or Blast, who, once again, we don't get to see what this dude looks like. They say, show, like, they start panning down. They think you're going to see in this image of Blast, but they, they, they cock tease you. They take, they pull the image away before you can actually see what Blast looks like. And Blast isn't even really a maybe. He nearly killed them both in the past. Yeah, we find that out um, a little later in this episode, that they apparently had gotten into a scrap before. Three years prior, I believe they said? I think so, yeah. I think a couple years earlier or whatnot. So yeah, those are the only ones who can do it. The only ones, Bill. The only ones. The only ones. <laughs> the only ones. They, no, they bring up King, don't they? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, they mentioned King, too. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the so-called strongest man on Earth. The strongest human. Yeah. Uh, the irony. The irony and all that. Well, uh, it's, it's irony and it's not. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, it's not King, and he's not the strongest human, but all of King's exploits are being, or, you know, Saitama is behind everything that King's supposedly done. Right, absolutely. So, that they're kind of roundabout telling you they think Saitama could do it. Right, absolutely. It's, is there some, is there a literary device that, that is, it's irony, but it's not? It's informing irony? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm off duty, Bill. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd want to teach people. Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I ain't getting paid. Uh, <laughs> no, so, that, not with that attitude. Not, not with that attitude. That's pa- for sure. We have patrons. Oh, no, I guess I am getting paid. Patrons, if you want me to teach you English lessons, let me know. Let's talk about this fight with Sandichoro, shall we? We shall. So Genos tries blasting him. That doesn't do anything. Nope. Um, the brothers combined their water and air powers together. Which was actually pretty damn cool. It was neat. A uh, little avatar action here. It seems like it works. Because it cracks, it sends cracks running through the entirety of Sentichoro. But all it does is make him molt his skin. He molts, yep. He, he, yeah. It all breaks away and he's uh, white. Yeah. And then they're like, what happened? Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns dark purple again. And like, oh, sh-. and then... The face coming out of the mouth. Oh, 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 Bill, oh. I know. <laughs> I thought Bill, I hate it. I knew you were going to say like, that. Because, like, the old head is, like, like flowing backwards. And this is when I first realized that there's many of these. Oh, that's when you first don't notice that? Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's like, the whenever he molts, a new head <clears throat> comes out of the face of the old one. <clears throat> and, like, pushes it back. <clears throat> I cannot. <laughs> I just can't. It was the worst. Oh, this anime has so many things that, that I'm like, why? It wouldn't be anime without a little bit of body horror. You're right. Oh, I hate it. Anywho, Genos tells the brothers, hey, you guys should go. <laughs> um, I'm just going to hold off the monster here. Um, but of course they refuse because... You, we can't win. I'll hold it off. You guys run. The brothers say, the world needs young people. <laughs> yep. You know, you're the like, next generation of heroes. We can't let you die and then we die of old age. Yeah, and Genos is like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe they're right. And he hears in his yeah. head. Good point. <laughs> he hears, like, the doctor in his head. But then he's like, eh, fuck it. And he just bolts off after the monster. That was almost a Simpsons-esque moment of the doctor's like, well, don't throw your life away. And he's like, fuck you, air bubble. <laughs> and, like, pops it. I mean, <laughs> it was... 
absolutely. Uh, he runs along Churro's back. Oh, and I want Churro's. <laughs> an elder churro? Oh, an elder churro! Oh my god, I would eat I would eat the hell out of an elder churro. I mean, you could, because it'd be like 14 city blocks long. I know. You think we could tag team that churro? <laughs> I mean, we could try. All right, we'll give it a shot. Um, we won't be able to high-five above it, though, if it's that long. <laughs> oh god, no! <laughs> I don't know if we can even make eye contact. <laughs> So Genos is running on this thing's back. <laughs> that spiraled out of control, didn't it? That's beyond it. Um, so he thinks of all the times that he's been defeated and then just loses his shit. Like, he just starts stabbing this thing in the eyes. Oh, I know. It's crazy. It's horrific. There's, like, green blood flying everywhere. This doesn't last, though, very long as Sensi Choro... Wraps him up, rips a leg off, uh, cuts him in two, but... Bite, bites him in two, like the big mandibles catch him in. Oh, it's so weird. Thunk. But, then, <laughs> he flies back together. Hang on to your butt. No problem. He, 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 he goes for a kick, sprouts like an anchor off of, like, or like a arrow. Like arrowheads out of his, out of his calf. Yeah. And then just drills. And sets on fire. Yeah, and drills into this thing's mouth until he breaks through the teeth and go, gets inside of its body. The centipede mouth. Yes. Because he's got the, and I did this watching it because I was like, I saw the big fanged mouth he went through. Yeah. And then they cut back to the the human face with like the little square teeth. And I was like, wait, those were just, oh yeah, because he's got the, mm-hmm. like, that's just like his little forehead talking face. That's yeah. not his real face. That's not his real face. This is gross because Sensuchiro just like tightens its throat muscle, I guess. He's, he's like, oh, okay, gulp. <laughs> <laughs> to try to crush Genos. Uh, but Genos unleashes his, you know. And dissolve him. Yes. He, he uses his, you know, everyone's favorite move, which is the whole irony of the show. Like, ne- they never use the same move like twice half the time. Uh, his ultra spiral incineration cannon attack. It sounds good. Sounds great. Uh, but it does that from inside the monster, and uh, it doesn't work. Senachiro, like, gouts, burps up some flame, and with it goes Genos. I mean, it looks it looks good. There's a big, like, fireball coming out of his mouth and stuff, but... It looks cool, but then he just kind of cools off. Genos kind of gives up. He just, like, lays there, and he's like, well, that's it. Guess I'll just die. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I shot my shot. Uh, but Bang saves him in the last second before he's crushed. And like Genos... Garu is also disappointed with how things have not turned out. <laughs> he's kind of is like, this is not how this was supposed to go. Yeah. God damn it. This is... <laughs> he was supposed to be the one to defeat the heroes. Hey, speaking of heroes. Speaking of heroes. Bang says, he takes off his shirt and he's like, I guess I'm going to have to take this guy out myself. Right? Yeah, that, that was cool. That was, I mean, Bang is awesome. I like, yes, I like Bang. Bang is pretty crazy. But you know who else is really great? King? King is really great. King shows up and he's got a megaphone. <laughs> and he's like, hey! Jackass! I brought Blast here and he's going to beat your ass and you're going to pee yourself and it's going to be funny. I know, that was so... Like, how do you put that? Like, you're going to you're gonna poop all over... I, he said something terrible. It was... 
I'll if I if I remember, I'll make that the uh the, the outro um dialogue. Fair enough, okay. Uh but yeah, it's fucking weird. Um and uh his his uh Oh it was piss dribbling down all over. Yeah. Which he's over the city, that's not good. No. Don't make the city rain piss. <laughs> uh King basically is is trying to go to men, saying Blast is here and he's like Blast because again, as you mentioned, you know, they'd gotten into a big fight. This is a really heroic moment for King. It is. And we this is the first time we really see emotion out of uh Sintichuro. Oh totally. I mean he's like fear and anger and it's everything. The Hero Association admit that they're the one who the ones who gave Hero this intel. Uh and I love it because again, they still think that Hero or uh King is, is such a great hero. You know, and the way they talk about him, they're like, Yeah, and his only response was understudy. Yeah, like that's so cool. It's so neat. So cool. Well, I mean, he's big um, and beefy. He has a scar and he's, you know. Oh, yeah. He looks badass. Uh, Senichiro, he takes the bait and he charges towards King. And at the very last moment, almost too late, Saitama bursts forward and does that thing that the show is named after. One punch! He one punches Senichiro into complete oblivion. Now, does he say something when he throws that punch? I don't know if he does. Because... I was reading trivia earlier, and they said that Sintichuro was the first monster he killed with one of his serious series attacks. Which is oh, I don't know. He's, he's which isn't true. Which series. isn't true because he, yeah, he used that to defeat Boros. Yeah, serious series, normal consecutive punches. Yes. So yeah, that's it for Sintichuro. He's dead. It was a great. I mean, you just see a wave of like, like a Thanos snap wave run down Sintichuro's body oh, towards yeah. the dust and. Leaves a crater, yeah. like, snaking along the ground. Yep. Well, it's like, the body turns to dust, and then the skeleton turns to dust, and never mind that, center- that centipedes don't have skeletons inside, but whatever. Right. But- <laughs> no, that's fine. And I love the, th- the the bit of statement from Saitama that, like, takes the seriousness down again, uh, when he's like, that you, Genos? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, <laughs> Genos. I know that guy. King then notes that, like, Saitama looks really relaxed. Like, he needs a cigarette after this, essentially. <laughs> right, yeah, that was that was cathartic. Um, but yeah, it was, because killing Sentichuro was just what he needed after losing 81 rounds of a video game. <laughs> <laughs> and I love we get an overly... This is my, probably my favorite part of the whole episode, where we get a seriously over-serious Genos, who just, like, limps up. He's got, like, a walking stick because he's missing a leg. <laughs> and he's like, Master Saitama, what is it that I'm lacking? And Saitama just goes, uh, I don't know, power, right? Yeah, right. Right? That's, that's what we keep talking about. Genos loses his goddamn mind. He's like, oh, this is the greatest wisdom I've ever gotten. Of power, course, of course. Duh. <laughs> I love King's reaction because he loses his shit. He's like, no, you shouldn't want to aspire to be as strong as Saitama. <laughs> or I don't know if he says you don't shouldn't want to, but he says you shouldn't try that. Like, you're going to fail. Like, you're going to drive yourself into the ground trying that. I see. I thought I, I read it as like like we don't need someone also as strong as Saitama. Around. Okay, see, I took it away. Like, don't don't push yourself that hard. Either way, I think I, I think it's really it's a hilarious scene. It it is pretty good. The se- second season ends with Saitama asking, "Want to head home?" <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. We get our theme song. We get a post credit scene, a brief one. We do with uh, Phoenix Man, Big Bird, flying off with Garu, and he's like, "You awake, buddy?" You awake? How you, no? how you doing down there? Taking <laughs> a little like, nap? Oh, so... <laughs> He's like, it's okay. You'll wake up to meet 
Lord Orochi. That's it. That's it. That's the second that's season. Second season. And that's all there is of One Punch Man so far. There it is. Um, as you know, they are working on a third season. Uh, it has been delayed. Yeah. Due to due to COVID nineteen, like most things have been delayed. To be expected. To be expected. Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna do a much bigger, deeper dive into One Punch Man as a series. But let's talk about this episode by itself as a at least as a conclusion. I'll start. I will agree with an earlier statement from this episode that this episode is not as good as the last one or the one before it. It has its good moments. I think the the fight scene with Bang and Bomb and Genos taking on Garu is not as good as the Garu fights from the last episode. Pro- I I agree with that yeah. Sentichuro is definitely if you know if you're gonna have any big bad to have defeated like he's one that definitely needed to like he was overly strong i don't think it had the same impact though at the end here as like we saw with season one it didn't the, it you definitely got left kind of hanging in this one and again maybe that was intentional like yeah their mocking of the genre means they don't have to tell you everything's fine and everything's wrapped up right um or maybe they just start banking on hey let's leave them wanting more so that we get a third season it could it could literally be a cock tease that just like, you know, we, if we give you a satisfying ending, you might be done with it. You know, after season one, I mean, season one closed up, and I thought that could have been it for season one. Like, that could have been the whole season. Oh, it easily like, could have been. But they one. didn't, I don't think they were banking on having anything extra then. But since they're in the second season, no. and they know they got a second season. Now it's like, okay, well, maybe we should try to, you know, it, it happened once. Let's try again. As we know, they changed, even changed, like, studios and stuff. So, like, it probably was not the intention at all to ever do a season two until it caught on probably as much as it did. That's true, too. Somebody there may have been, at the new studio, may have been like, hey, let's let's see what we can do here. Yeah. So, um, you know, with serialized anime, you know, I mean, we typically, like, you know, as we've talked about, we usually review for this podcast one-season animes. You know, we made the exception for One Punch Man because they were so short well, seasons. Well, and because we kind of picked it before... Knowing that there was a season two. Correct. This was already in the works before that came out. Right. It was kind of like how we were thinking about at one point in the past doing um, Attack on Titan. And then the second season came out and we're like, well, maybe not. But yeah, it's it's definitely, like you said, it it leaves me wanting more. It's not as satisfying, but, you know, now knowing that we're going to get more, I mean, at least least there's that. And at least there's, we have something to look forward to because we like Garu. Yes. You know, we want to see what happens with him and Saitama and if he gets more powerful. Because right now he did get punked out by Saitama pretty hard. Oh, definitely. Extremely. Again, as he gets smarter, he gets more powerful. If he eats one of those Monster McNuggets, you know, who knows what the... Or like I said, maybe they team... Maybe Saitama and Garu team up to get rid of both of them. I, I guess my last comment is... And we'll talk about... We can always talk about this more in the next episode... But maybe talk just a little bit here. Going into season three, they, they, there's so many things on the table that, like, I feel like can be wrapped up really quickly. Like, the monster or the hero association is going to go into the monster association and save the kid. If they're already there, they're going to probably kill Orochi. Or they're going to get wiped out. Or they're going to get wiped out. I guess I don't know. It just seems it seems like they left that really big plot point on the table, and I feel like it could be it could potentially be wrapped up very quickly. It could. I can see where they would. Let it uh, string out further too, because they could have wrapped yeah, it up. We could, they could have wrapped that plot point up quickly in this season anytime they wanted. Right. 
I just, I just wonder how they're going to write Saitama out again. Maybe they don't. Maybe ne- I, well, maybe. Maybe next season we get to see Saitama, you know, really unload on somebody. Maybe. I guess we'll find out. We'll be talking more about that next week. Next week we're going to do our season five wrap up, um, including a deep dive discussion on One Punch Man. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll probably do our top five favorite episodes like we normally do. We'll take some of your questions. Again, if you want to send us questions about anything, uh, anime or not anime related, it's uh, tuningjapanese at gmail.com. You can go over to our Facebook and leave us a message and question, uh, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, or shoot us a message on Twitter at tuningjapanese. We'd love to get those in there and, uh, and discuss some stuff next time around. I always like discussing stuff. Discussing stuff is great. Is there anything else you want to say about... Uh, these two episodes, Bill. Just that everything else aside, when Saitama shows up and he rears back for that punch and the monster comes in and the theme music swells. Yeah. The, the, not the theme music, but the, the score. You know, and, do, yes. do, 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 and he throws the, it, I still, it get, I like it. It, it feels good. good. I mean, it's, it, it's exactly the same as watching your favorite wrestler, you know, set up his finish, you know, after yeah. a long grueling match or, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're built. You're built up with like not seeing him do anything or anything and anything. And you're like, I just want to see him punch something. Well, and the music helps too. You know, they play the big heroic. Oh, totally. Motif and I'm sure we'll talk about it next week too more. But the music in this anime is very good. It's subtle, for yeah. the most part. I mean, opening the theme aside. Right. That's a little crazy, but but yeah, they use music really well in this. But yeah, that's really all I got for it. I mean, it, I I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't. I didn't hate it or anything. It it did kind of leave you hanging, but. Right. You kind of expect the unexpected of the show at this point. All right. Well, that next week we'll wrap up our season five. We'll talk about what to expect going forward as well. Uh, but for now, I guess it, it's time to go. I think it is. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. Is that a living creature? No, wait. Sorry. That's me. My name is Andy. I'm a living catastrophe destroying all my path. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time for the finale! Support your local churro stand. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt. Brian Nash and Cameron Baer. I offer all that remains of my life to face it. Isn't that King's voice? And Blast is with him? Look, I guess it heard him. It's turning toward the voice. 
Blast! That's right! The hero who once beat you so badly, you ran away crying and soaked in your own piss. Class S, rank one, blast! You want a rematch, Buck Boy? What's the problem? You scared? Uh, coward? If you're gonna shit yourself in fear, do it at home! A lowly bug like you has got no business here! Go back to your hidey hole and suck on your mommy's milk! <laughs> <laughs>